Welcome into another riveting edition. It's Rossi on Wrestling. I'm your host, Jason Rossi. With me, as always, is my podcast partner in the podcast sphere, well, Billy Biceps. Just shut up. Times. Billy Biceps. Billy Torn Biceps. Oh, Billy Dildo Gun. Because when he comes over to this house sometimes uh, to the uh, palatial Rossi suites here to record, he brings this little gun that has Theragun. Like a, oh, a Theragun. Theragun. That was Dildo Gun. Pretty much, yeah. But if you were having problems with your in arms bed. or in bed... You must be listening to WEI because that's all the advertisers are. Like, yeah, I mean... Your dick don't work? We'll call our sponsors. Yeah, and you can use it on your girl if you want, I guess. It oh. is pretty powerful. It's very powerful. I mean, it might really not be... Loosen it up? Yeah. I, I will say the Theragun? Theragun is great. It, it is good because, you know, now we're doing a cheap plug here, but, you know, you have your little bicep <sighs> issue over there. And uh, I was using it on my leg that night and I was like, woo. Yeah, really, really. You, you were using it right in the life. crack, too. Uh, well, no, I did not like the crack. We had someone in here putting in my crack. But no, this is a story for another time. Uh, again, Rossi on Wrestling, you can uh, follow us uh, at BillyD1115. No, 2411. Yeah, on know. Twitter. On Twitter. On IG, it's uh, 20. Uh, 11.15. 11.15 on the, on the Insta. Those, both DMs are open. Yes. 24.11 on Twitter. Billy D 11.15 on Instagram. But it's 24.7 DM. Oh, yes. And we're going to get to a lot of things out of 24.7. I'm at Jason D. Rossi. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Go ahead. Go find us. Subscribe. Share with a friend of you of other wrestling fans. We try to keep this as a much of a community. Uh, sometimes I'm going to jump in. Sometimes Review we- it. Oh, rate. please, please review. Please rate. Please, anything you guys got, if you got a moment, if you listen to it, even if there's something you don't like, let us know. We're, we're open to criticism. I'll tell you something. I was watching an AEW review. A-E-Dub. A-E-Dub. Yeah. And I saw two guys doing a podcast yeah. on, you know, YouTube, so video cast as well. Yeah. Cast. Um... We're better than those guys, so... Oh, wow. <laughs> like, Thank you, Bill. It was really bad. It's riveting. So, so we're better than we're, basically t- trolls that are on uh, the internet that are like... These outside. guys actually look like trolls, too. So, oh. yeah. You, most wrestling fans do, including myself. So, so uh, yeah. <laughs> again, yes, please subscribe, review the podcast. We appreciate that. Actually, bringing in the third man, it's a woo man. Because, Billy, I don't know if you've seen Fighting With My Family. I have not yet. With Paige. It's a biopic document. Biopic? Biopic. Biopic. About Paige, and I will say one thing. My wife Din is a third man, third booth. It's like an NXT bro. Actually, like wrong. What? Woman. 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 And uh, just don't be as corny as Renee Young as Billy. What did you call her on Sunday when the watching it? The worst commentator well, ever. We've talked about that, but she's so good backstage, Mean Gene style. Put her on like Raw. What does she sound like though? What did you say? I don't even know. Oh yeah, you pull the string, say the thing. She just is like canned, like yeah. It's like pull the string and then she says a line. Oh my God, that is the big dog, and this is his yard. She pulled the string again. I actually heard Beth Phoenix on NXT while we were recording. Oh, she had a couple too. It's like, enough doing this to these poor women. They are talented. They can do this. Stop feeding them BS lines and making them just do that. Well, the, they they can't do commentary with people in their ear, I would assume. Yeah. I'd like to see them get a fair shot, but who knows. Well, speaking about a woman that we thought might have been going to commentary page, the movie is Fighting With My Family. Uh, this is a hashtag, not an ad, but I will say, what a flick. Yeah. I was so surprised how good of a movie it was, regardless of, like, if you know who paid... Like, just say this was, like, about Michael Phelps or something stupid, that you wouldn't... You care enough. But this is a good movie. I'll bring my wife in for this. Because it's a great story. So, regardless if you're a wrestling fan or not, honestly, you you love it. And, I mean, it was very emotional. Oh, yeah. The story about her brother... Obviously, we don't have any spoilers here, but... Spoiler free. Spoiler free. Well, we all know how it might end. She makes it to the WWE. Well, okay. Not a spoiler. All right. We know know some of the obvious things, but the part about her brother and just what her parents built, like what the family built, so cool. So awesome. Storytelling. Shocking. Yes. For a WWE product. (laughs) Well, you know, this has a lot to do with The Rock, who's one of the better storytellers in the ring, out of the ring. And he, uh, you know, he's kind of like- Brian Gerwitz. Yeah. He's part yeah, the Seven Bucks production. He's kind of part of the, like- Package of like a lot of the commercials and stuff, but he doesn't play a huge role in it. He has some really good parts, but one of the like the the real interesting part, like Din was saying, like the family, like what her family actually went through, and if this all, you know, obviously there's probably a little drama to it, and how much wrestling is involved in their lives. And uh, Cersei is actually her mom. Le- oh, is really? it Lena Headley? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Lena Headley. She, she plays the mom great. in the movie. She was awesome. Was she wrestling? Yeah, she was wrestling. Uh, Soraya, I think, or something, or Raya, or something. Soraya's? like Soriasis. Not psoriasis. There's creams and stuff for that. But the movie's really good. I, I suggest if you are like a red boxer, that's what we, we watch a lot of stuff on red box. That's why mm-hmm. we sometimes listen to the boxers podcast with the best podcast uh, title name for one of those, you know, Triforce things over there. But the boxers always run things from red box. They should do something on that because it's a really good movie. 
It was awesome. All right, Lenny, last things before we kick you out? No, I think that's it. You just got to see it. Got to see it. There it is. Din's review. So all WWE programming that's not related directly to Raw, SmackDown, or a pay-per-view is good because Miz and Mrs. is great. Oh, Miz and Mrs. We watched it now last night. Oh, that's... I always say that the chemistry those two have is incredible. Isn't the season finale coming was, up? No, it just was last night. Oh, it that just... Like oh, mid, okay. whatever they call it. We're behind because that's the whole Mrs. Uh, dad bod. Yes, that His was last night. Story. Oh. Yeah, you fell asleep. Oh, God damn it. You always fall asleep about I the nine, 9.30 hour, no matter what program we're watching. Raw, she's out about there. Yeah. Smackdown, she's out about there. Game of Thrones. Yeah, well, that was because it was a major. That was a major event, I guess. Was it? Well, it was a major was event. Whether it was good or not. Was it? was it good or not? It was a major event, finale of a show. Some people were comparing it to Big Bang. Finale, Day. air quotes. You think it's coming back? Awful. What a work that would be. We were just kidding. But like the whole Arya sailing off into the sunset. Is so she really I've come around on this. Fuck I've come, that. I've come around it. on this. I've gotten worse on it. No, but I think that's where I've come around. So I started off like it was a, it was a good episode. It's, no, it wasn't. the more like the annals of time will be. This was it, and that sucks. Like it is true. I thought about you. Remember how you said Arya? You know she never would have walked away. She totally would have went after Cersei. And I was like, no, Bill. People progress. And no, stuff. she doesn't. But then I really thought about it. And I watched a YouTube video, not about this part, but just talking about her story and her like ups and downs and tra- her story was to kill those who harmed her family. And look them in the face and be like, you are being killed by a Stark. Yeah. It doesn't matter that the building fell we, on her. It matters that I am the one who's ending your life. Like, one of the theories Story. that could have been good is if the whole thing with Jamie was, like, happening, a gold hand, all that stuff, and then there is an escape route, and he holds her. Almost like Arya, to notice it was Game of Faces, Arya, as Jamie, kills herself to kill Cersei. If she's just going to ride off into the sunset, like, she should have died in that episode. Well, that, the big thing, so the actress came, I forget her name off the top of my head, like, Meanie something, Maisie. whatever. Maisie, yeah. She came out and said she wanted her, like, she thought when, like, scripts were being written, she wanted her character and Cersei well, to have a face-off and die. She well, yeah, thought it would be a poetic Because they are so into their character. They understand their character. Apparently the writers didn't because they fucked it up. I tell you, you've heard my, my conspiracy theory on this? That George R. R. Martin's like not he doesn't help them make oh, the show. Sandbagging it. He did it purposely. The so then when the book comes out in twenty twenty, yeah. it will be the biggest book release in history. Yeah. Like it's gonna blow think like, it's called Fire of It's a, a book. Yeah, but people are crazy right now. Because my dad once famously said, Watch TV, don't read a book. I, I thought it was money. I thought it was ha. Everyone's money, got money, a price. Yeah, my dad looks. Like uh, Billy Dee's father looks just like the Million Dollar Man. Worldwide wrestling news. Ashley Massaro, oh. terrible story. Dead at the age of thirty-nine. Reports coming out now that she, she hanged herself. Hung, hung, hung. herself. Crazy. I, that's so sad. We're not getting into that. We'll just look at some of her career highlights. Ashley Massaro was the two thousand and five winner of the Diva Search, uh, and she gained a one-year two hundred and fifty thousand dollar contract. Yeah, she was, she was year. an incredibly beautiful woman. I don't really remember a lot other than that about her. Yeah, she. so she. the cool thing for me was I love Audio Slave, one of my favorite bands. Oh, yeah, uh, that was her theme song. Her theme song was Be Yourself, which was the diva search for a while. Uh, the song we started our podcast was her later one called like Light Your Fire or something. Uh, and then she also had some great uh, long-term storylines with Trish Stratus where I feel like they did this with the diva search uh, winners for a while. They would like team them up with like the face uh, the baby face woman at the top and they put her with Trish against Tori, Candace, Victoria who were later known as like they were like Team Pink for a little while then they were like Vince's Little Devils oh yeah that's what that? I was kind of out of wrestling and there was actually I think they Trish somebody posted a picture from the Kowloon today of all the divas oh together. you were there I was there, and this was when I was, like, a short period of time where I was out of wrestling, and I'm looking across, because if anybody who's been to the Kowloon knows they have a dance floor Saturday night, Friday night, it gets bumping. Um, So I'm looking at the dance floor, I'm like, there's a lot of really, like, there's tens on the dance floor, like, out of this world. And then I look closer, it's Trish Stratus. It's, uh, what's her name? Melina. It's... Melina, Maria, uh, uh, Candice, Candice, uh, Michelle. It was ridiculous. Tori Wilson. It was one of their bachelorette parties. They had like little penis straws and stuff. It was out of this world. Well, if they had little penis straws, we all would have looked impressive. I think you, yeah. I think you were across the street. I was at the Red Roof Inn. Autograph. I was, and I met the Big Show, Lita, Trish, and Shelton Benjamin that night. We also discovered about 25 minutes later after I discovered that, that the bald guy in the leather, the bald guy with the skull with the ponytail behind us was Paul Heyman eating with CM Punk at the table behind us. No, this is funny. We obviously knew each other at this time, but we didn't know we were at the same, like, close quarters. No. And what a creep I was. Like, you're, like, at least at a restaurant. I'm sitting in the lobby of the Red Roof Inn. 
Yeah, trying to get the Edge's autograph. Wasn't I just anybody because we because we I got tipped off from people that they always stay there. That's why they're always at the Kowloon. That's a right. The, so they'll just walk in. Big show. Couldn't be nicer. Uh, but some of other Ashley's. Oh, this is a highlight for these times, and now not something you see anymore. But she won several. I think she has the record for the most bra and panty match victories, including once the first ever gauntlet bra and panties match at a New Year's Re- Revolution. Resolution. Revolution. Oh, I think that's was that the one where uh, Mae Young tried to like take off of Victoria's like real clothes like she was like ripping her real clothes off I forget there, there was a bunch I think that was earlier I think that might have been a little bit earlier and then she also her most famous match um, quote air quotes a little bit here was a Lumberjills match against Molina at Wrestlemania 23 for the Divas title in a loss she lost that match and it was you know, all women getting involved there but uh, real tough like you never like to see obviously anybody die or pass but like the wrestling community there's this weird thing where you know Right now, she's probably like, we're talking about her on this podcast. Podcasts everywhere. Maybe those two trolls you saw on AEW podcast. They were nice guys. They just weren't that good. That's uh, that's what I hope it says on their gravestones. Yeah. Uh, really nice guys, just weren't that good. But anyway, so they, you know, a lot of people outreach and love, and it's just like one year. Once you're in wrestling, how diehard the fan base is. Like you'll never be forgotten. Oh yeah. And it's like even if like you're the most obscure, like some people within this wild wrestling community will remember you. I mean, she seemed to be a great lady. Everybody had glowing things to say about her. So, I mean, it's really tragic. I mean, I have uh, one of the suicide, like, hotline tweets pinned to, like, the top of my thing. It's a big thing for me. Just, like, look for warning signs with people and, you know, just do your best. Like, if somebody's going through a hard time and be your friend, just ask them. Yeah, and you know what? Don't be afraid to just say, hey, I need some help. Like, don't be scared to be like, you know what? I'm going through some tough times. Whether it's your inner circle, someone, you know, you just feel comfortable with. Like, listen, we all go through it. Everyone goes through it. Even yeah, even like little kids, like a ten-year-old kid committed suicide recently because <sighs> of the bullying at school. Like, it gets to that level now. So if somebody in your life is down, check on them. Yeah, and if you're down by any chance, by all means, like yeah. if you're listening to wrestling podcast Escape, that's what I do like all of my life. That's what wrestling really is to me yeah. a lot of the time. Uh, like slide in the DMs. Yes, yeah, slide in the DMs. Let us know. Don't be scared to just. You know, and also just know you're worthy. You're good. Like we we appreciate you. We appreciate your listenership, and we appreciate like just you know humanity. Like we're all different, and that's what makes I think being like alive one of the best things in the world. Because we don't we disagree with a lot of things, and we look at people differently and stuff. But we're all uniquely ourselves, and just continue to be that. Uh, Secret of something that's very uniquely itself. Yeah, well, this is a tough kind transition. Of this is uh, the twenty four seven twenty four. Well, let's just talk Trish at his boobs then. No, so the twenty four seven title was debuted on. And it let me just set it up this way. Mick Foley comes out. He's going to be debuting a new title. Already, you know the fans are going to be rough. Last time Mick Foley debuted a title was uh, SummerSlam 2015, I believe. 16, 16, when it was Finn Balor versus Seth Rollins. Hideous ass. And he brought out the Universal title. was just the WWE title, but red. Just so bland. So, oh, So, they... Mick Foley's coming out. He starts setting up like it's going to be a hardcore title, which already people I saw on the internet kind which of being sour on. sense if you're bringing out, what is his nickname? Uh, the, I guess like the hardcore legend. Yeah. And so, you have him debut basically, again, on, early in the program, the Jabberknocker coined it, the Benny Hill Championship. So... Oh, that's actually pretty good. So he debuts the 24-7 title. I actually liked the promo. There was a little bit of weirdness for the second time when back. When he revealed it, that crowd I just, had the worst reaction to anything, anything. I've ever seen. Oh. I, it was groans oh. and then boos. Yeah, and it's like Mick Foley deserves better than that, whether you like Not him or you really. don't. But when you roll out a legend, there's a reason why. Like, honestly, if a 24 they should have just, because you know what? The McMahons are smart enough to not be like, Stephanie, you go debut it. Hunter, you go debut it. Shane, you go debut it. Vince, no, but you that go. even insults my intelligence more because somebody back there was like, hey, uh, Vince has got this terrible idea. We got to debut it. We got to put it on like Foley. See, I don't think that bad. Let's stop. Here's my quick. I don't think it's a terrible it's idea. Awful, I terrible, don't. Terrible, terrible, I terrible, think awful. the the idea of it actually is going to be more beneficial to the product. No, it's not. It's going it, to cheapen it. It's well here. Cheapen what? The product? Yeah. No, cheap, see, and I, the wrestlers involved in it. They didn't even have a pin for the first right, victory. That is it was just who grabbed it. <laughs> So think That's about unbelievable. This. Titus O'Neil's your first champion. His first championship, solo championship in WWE. He picked up. And he just picked he up the title. He literally picked it up. Yeah, that's crazy. That's dumb. That's dumb. But I still think, like, if you go back and watch, if you were to be forced to have a gun to your head, gun to your dick, you have to watch this Raw again. I bet you 
the little segments they did after this would still be some of the more entertaining stuff no, we saw that night. No, because it's insulting no, in to those characters. I, and it's insulting I'll say this, I'd rather be, I'd rather, if I'm Eric Young, I'm at least on TV for once. I'm at least getting the opportunity to be seen. It means he was in there and I did nothing. Yeah, it no, means nothing. Well, you're not going to be, you, your character is going to be cheapened because you're going to be a guy who's just running around trying to but pick we, up a belt. But we didn't think about that with Crash Holly. 20 years ago. That was a different time, a different yes. championship. Agreed. And this... the 24-7 rule wasn't forever. It was for like a very short window. Well, yeah, it was for like a little while. Yeah, they it did wasn't a few like... Months. No, yeah. it was forever, but it wasn't like it didn't start that way. It was something no. they brought into it yeah, after WrestleMania 2000, I believe, when they did the 16-minute match and everything went haywire. And it was hardcore. Yes. I, this, and they had you, actual can I matches. They're actually saying this is hardcore without no, saying... Not. No, no. They're, it's hardcore without Has saying it. Has any hardcore happened? Well, you can pick false count anywhere. They're not, they just. No, nothing it, hardcore has It really happened. is unfortunate. This really could be called the 24 7 PG title. Like, they could call it that because it is just a watered down version of the hardcore title. It's the. You're like, there's now 10 belts in WWE. Uh, now 11. 11. Main roster titles. 11. 11. So if you were eleven, so in the pay per view we just watched, I think there was ten total matches. Yeah, that, I every, tweeted that out. And not every title was defended. So if you have a pay per view with every title, that's yes. minimum eleven matches. How many? Eleven matches. Well, twenty four seven, you don't actually have to have a match. I guess that I think that's what this is setting up to be. So you're, th- you're even like like matches are going to be happening around matches. I so. I will say, you're belittling the people doing it. You're see, belittling the product. I think if because I'm on the roster, would I rather just be sitting in the back doing absolutely nothing or at least evolved with like a goofy but at least entertaining segment? It's or not entertainment. I and it's going to run out of like the novelty of it quick. They were like, we need something. And this is what they came up with. Instead of just developing their talent, it's a quick fix. They keep doing quick fixes. This will be fun for the for the people who like it. It'll be fun for a little while. I it's hope not, I hope not, it's more, but I know I get what you mean. I do. I understand it. It is this is not a great idea. No. This is an idea that they are saying, "All right, let's give this a chance." This is let's a Bruce Pritchard idea guaranteed. I bet you the only reason I can believe it is cuz when if you go back and listen to the Pritchard show about the hardcore title, they split it with Daniel Pewter. They did like an episode on two. Uh they never did that again, by the way. So they he talked about like the idea and how it evolved and he was a big part of that because he was in talent and um, he's just stuff. doing exactly what, what he made fun of Hulk Hogan for doing is going same to old. WCW and just doing the same thing so we hey, I, I made money with this guy I'm gonna make money with him in WCW I, instead of furthering people I do want to see how they play out I do think it's it was I find that there'll be more fun entertaining segments with it than not and I hope that there's more like good that comes out of this that's all like for mid carters getting people on TV getting NXT involved getting NXT UK I think there'll be a lot of wow factors in there five hours like that draft that they were going to have with NXT oh yeah they screwed that up they had the international draft what is that that saying Uh, no 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 the um, wild card no like fool me once shame on me no No, fool fool me once shame on you you. fool me twice twice, shame shame on on me. me Fool me three times. You're, you're a wrestling fan. Oh. <laughs> no, like seriously. <laughs> Fool me Monday, shame on you. Yeah. Fool me Tuesday. You're an idiot if you think things are going to get better. They're just going to keep putting But can I ask you this? Fixes. What if I just, what if I went into your brain and I tuned down your, your expectation meter? My expectations I'm not, are low. I know that. I'm just, They're very I'm not saying low. you, you should change. They can't be any lower. I'm not telling you to change because I like who you are. Um, <laughs> because, well, I don't want you to Is that one great. of the token, Billy? And you too. Yeah, that, no, that, that was genuine. But the point is like, I do feel like sometimes wrestling fans, like I don't think, and this is a crazy belief of mine, I don't think we're ever going to be pleased. I really no, don't. No, no, as, I as totally a, as a, disagree. As a community, I don't think we'll ever be, except for like Kofi Kingston, that like was like for a short window. Sense. But it was like so short, it wasn't a long term story. It I came give up quick. credit where credit is due. Sometimes. NXT does it. No, no. The nickname Hyperbilly did not come out of me being negative. I am an incredibly positive guy. But when you insult my intelligence, I get fucking pissed. Because... Oh, that's your liar meter just went off. Yeah. <laughs> no. And my buddy, who's also, he texted me. He's like, I hate the WWE. They're purposely trying to insult me now. They are purposely trying to insult me. I don't think they're purposely me. trying to insult anybody. They actually, here's the real deal. They don't like, want to do bad they, business. They don't. Like, let's be real. They don't want to do bad business. They're just. But they're not willing to just take a couple of L's to build something. And but maybe this to. is. Maybe no, this they're is not. A, this is not fully going anything. out there. Could be the L. They know they were going to get booed out of it, but they said, listen, this, this is a bad something. idea. This yeah. is a recycled idea. It is a recycled and idea. And it's a I don't watered it's a- down recycled idea and the belt looks like a tie like a clock like a clock and it's the 11th belt so you're devaluing every other championship 
Especially yeah. the winner of the first one. Just had to grab just it. Just had to pick it up. That is the worst part of it. Like, I, you know what? I can agree. I could disagree with everything else because I truly believe. I, did, I do disagree with every, a lot of things you said. But the first, just say, hey, the first person who pins anybody in the arena. How great would that have been? If any, like, nobody had to even run out. Just cameras everywhere. Who's going to pin who? Like, it could have been pandemonium. We still would have crapped on it. But it would that would at least made sense. Just go grab it. And people are just putting their foot on it at points. Like, EC3 got on TV, man. That was cool. God. EC3. All right, let's jump into Dolph Ziggler made his return last night to SmackDown. Originally, he, this was cool to me. He destroys Kofi that Kingston. Was cool. Vicious. His promo, I'm going to skip Terrible. ahead. No, I'm going to skip in between. I'm going to tell you why I thought it was good. He sounded authentic. No, he didn't. He sounded so forced. So I disagree. I completely he disagree. He sounded so forced. I think one he thing Dolph Ziggler. He overacted to the fucking moon. I disagree with you 100%. Because that's, that's not how he really, really feels. No, I actually do because he's when he sat there and he thinks about it. If he did it, how he really feels, if he was a little bit more authentic and like, should have been me. It should have been me. No, just talk about your real experience backstage because you are that kind of guy. He is. You've also had a title run, so shut the fuck up. This really should have been Cesaro's moment. Yep. And Dolph Ziggler should be in the Cesaro role. Quick side note, Cesaro's new music is ruined. He I don't know if you saw him come out against Ricochet. He beat Ricochet by the way. I saw the match. It was but great, good match. I like it. It's a little strange. But his music is awful. It's total non-star quality. Yeah. Yeah, you take a listen when you get a chance. But the Ziggler, I actually, I'm also a Ziggler fan. I'm so not. he'd speak, like when I hear him, see him on, I'm, I'm excited. I also thought he was a Heyman guy for a minute, which really excited me. No, just a diversion. But I, I like this promo personally. But then here's the reason I want to crap for me. It's all just for the freaking Saudi Arabia show. I thought you said that didn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's oh, what makes matters. No, but that's what makes me oh, upset. Kofi versus Ziggler is cool. Don't even have to make a storyline. Just say Dolph Ziggler's coming back. Like the thing that the I would Saudi have preferred if he didn't have that ridiculous promo. I personally, or how about this? And next week you do it because it actually builds. Like, why is he still in the arena? How come Xavier Woods, I know Big E, they got hurt. I don't know. That really bothered me. I thought the Ziggler, like, vicious attack on Kofi that was great. awesome. That was great. I liked his promo personally, but then to just find out this is all just because he's going to fight him at the Saudi Arabia show it's like oh f right off because they also announced triple h versus randy orton which okay but they didn't come out and do a promo like let them just oh, go will. fight oh, i'm they sure will. they will i'm sure oh, it's gonna will. be all over our programming speaking of the super showdown how about them promoting it as good this as this is ridiculous or better than this wrestlemania is ridiculous. So, this is the craziest thing i've ever I, seen i started getting like heart palpitations when they said it because that is what talk a slap about, in the thank face you. i just spent literally over two thousand dollars to go to wrestlemania and they're Way gonna more. and they're gonna tell me no I, I, whatever yeah actually, in total din how much do we spend 40 grand I know so you're telling me that Wrestlemania is a subpar show compared to a freaking blood money show in Saudi Arabia where the women aren't even included also it's a slap in the face to the women the women main event at Wrestlemania for the first time and they're not even allowed to be in in Saudi Arabia I didn't even think of that that's that's even worse it's ridiculous this is so bad people are gonna watch your product WWE I'm gonna be at 2 o'clock on a Friday Tune in. I got, you already got me. So women aren't in this? No, they can't go to, the Saudi Arabia doesn't allow women to show skin in their eye. Like, aside I thought, from their I eyes. I thought Young did commentary on the last one. She did, but she was all covered up. Oh, okay. Well, I think she's the only one. There's no women's matches. I can tell you that. The women are not allowed to fight. Okay, so now knowing that too, that aspect of it. You. Like, I didn't God damn you. How do you say it? How about you just say, so this is. that is not directly insulting to you as a fan? That is. This is it. I, the programming stuff doesn't insult me because that I, is e- means even more because that's coming from the tippity top. That's them saying. That's like the the like that's the like the marketing team, yes. the sales team. They Vince. say it in promos. I'm waiting for Michael Cole to say it for me when to shut up. When I heard that, when somebody tweeted that, I was like, they must. Somebody just must have like made fun of it. No, it's in. I saw it on a commercial. That is ludicrous. It is. Now I'm gonna say this. Like, and WrestleMania is. It's the it's the Super Bowl of football. <laughs> it's, it is. It's, it's the, the Howard, NBA championship of the NBA. It's the Howard Stern of radio. Like, it really is. It is the... It's the big... It's, it's the it's event your, that brings all of your fans together. It's not even close. It is the biggest event for, like... Even, like, football has, like, the AFC championship yeah. game, which is really big. A wild card weekend. Like, WrestleMania is so far above all of that, just from, like, the way they do it. Yeah. To, to say this is... It's hilarious. It's the one event that brings so every funny. Laps fan to at least watch, get together with a friend, talk about the old times. If you don't watch wrestling, more, if you did ever in your life and your friend's like, hey, I'm having WrestleMania, you're probably going to pop over for a half hour, they know. eat a hot they dog, know what it is. and have some fun. Yeah. And 
The Royal Rumble has a little bit of that. Money in the Bank's getting there, but nowhere close. No, They're both still no. 50% of that. The point here is then you say to your fans, the diehard fans that are watching your product that is diminishing by the moment, and then to tell them, oh, that, by the way, the only way they should ever say it is if this is less than seven hours. But you know what? This shit will still probably be, I don't like to swear. This will still probably be over like five hours. That is a slap in the face. I couldn't believe, I'm like, oh. I just spent all this money. I have, uh, I'm waiting for them to send me another like survey thing. And I will put that in. I've already, no- I have like a note that like just to remind myself of things. And that is definitely somebody be in there. went to WrestleMania, that is tantamount. And you did all this crap. Kicked in the ball. And you know what? They, this oh, all started man. on Monday. And then they, they're like telling you to watch the Becky Lynch 24, which is really excellent if you get a chance. But in there, she's talking about how she has to wait seven hours. She says it in the documentary yeah, I, was, I have to I was wait like, yeah, wait seven hours to fight later like she's trying to say it in a way like oh i gotta say myself like she's really thinking like this is ridiculous and then that event where becky lynch ronda rousey charlotte Flair, first time ever all this spectacle now it's like this is even better than that what do you mean this is the better best than that part is as good or I know. better than that's like me saying to my wife tonight is going to be as good or better than last night no, but that, that that's fine but that i can prove that i can try this is them literally saying please lord just watch our product when we go over that we know we're doing this for blood money oh, man. it's just i can't we're done uh third hour raw as part of these mick foley announcement they're doing these slight changes where they're changing the crowd light. so if you watch nxt which you should uh crowd lighting is gone for the third hour magically the third hour lights go out around the arena all the lighting on the staging has changed and all like the graphics for like few like matches coming up are going to like black and white it's little twitches here and there I don't know what their end goal is. Why don't you just do it for your whole product? Because the whole lighting of the crowd is one of the worst things they do. Keep the lights off the crowd. I think it just looks better. Um, it's I a mean, better presentation, I thought. I, I like the third hour. I like what they're trying to do. We'll I don't see mind them trying something. To me, it's lipstick on a pig. And believe <laughs> me, I know about putting lipstick on a pig. Ooh. Not literally, but oh. like in the figurative sense, it's what like I'm really good at. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I think we're both. That's kind of what that, we do for work. Yeah, that's what we do for work. That's I can see the guys in like who are like, all right, everybody needs to come up with an idea. They're like, let us change the presentation of the show, but the product from a standpoint of the actual content is so bad that it doesn't matter what you do. But they're trying at least, like you said. I'm like them Game of Thrones there. this season, not the, I didn't like it, but the cinematography was fucking oh, yeah. selling me at least a little bit. Like nobody liked the last of, of uh, like no one will ever say that that was the best finale ever. Like nobody will, not even me. <laughs> but like the scene of Danny walking out oh, with, with the, the dragon, dragon wings? wings, that's like one of the most iconic scenes I've ever seen Did in you television. Red wings. Uh, depends. <laughs> I, I heard she might have been uh, having, you know, her Red time. Wings? Yeah. And John was going to go tap that. She bled for her. sure. Well, he, you don't, oh no, drag on there, flew away with her. Um, but at least they're trying something. Uh, we'll see how it goes. I think it's just going to be very herky jerky for viewers. Like back in the day when it was Monday Night Raw and then Raw is War, there was like a split. Oh, there was a delineation. And, yeah. and there were different commentators. There was just a different feel. That was cool. This, I don't think they're going that level. So it's going to be probably a little weird for viewers to start. And let's see where it goes. <laughs> and uh, last thing we'll talk about before we get to our main topic Bray Wyatt's Firefly Funhouse this week a little bit of a disappointment major disappointment this thing was we were on track here the first three were excellent the last one was a little weird where the mask is cool I like where we're going here but I feel I feel like we're just there now so I was talking with um, friends and uh, actually Rich Keefe who I work with uh, and brag (laughs) there's a big brag let me tell you my salary too Uh, so we were discussing like, cause he's a big Bray Wyatt guy. Like, he's the reason he'll like still tune in. But he said he watches this one on YouTube, and as soon as he saw it, it was only one minute long. He's like, "This is gonna suck." But you know what always happens? Think about Razor Ramon, Alberto Del Rio, Mister Perfect, um, anybody who's like debuting, and they always have the kick-ass vignettes before yeah. they debut. As soon as they debut, all that cool vignette stuff is gone. Yeah, so they, I think, they should still keep it with him. Yes, and but I feel like we're about to get him soon because, like, at this point, this week's so wasn't even an episode. We didn't even get to see the. I mean, if sweater break. If yeah, if they're billing it as, I mean, yeah, if they've already dropped that character, I'll be pissed. Me cause too, because that's the best part. I think that's the intriguing should, part of it all. He should be interviewing people on that set and then having a match with them as the crazy guy. Like it's like he's two completely different people. Yeah, something like that would be good. This was a step to me. Slightly in the wrong direction. Yeah, it was like left, I was, not back. I was already a little bit worried about this when I think the very first week they just played the same one on both shows, which to me is a little bit of a cop out. I guess it's just they're trying to capitalize on as many viewers as they can, but I get it. Yeah, that that to me was a little bit upsetting, and I knew like, oh, maybe they're not putting the full full production value because you can if you're gonna put that much time on a guy who's not traveling or in ring. 
you can make more than one for a week. Sure. I, that might be a nitpick, but I get it. I, I just... But that, no, that was just me being like, I'm going to temper my expectations on what to expect right away, yeah. every single week. And then this was, um, I still like this idea, so I'm not going to totally kill it. Yeah. Which th- is... This week, I just... It, there was nothing that grabbed me. Like, the kids, the weird, like, visuals. I'm like, enough with the kids. The puppets is fine for now. Don't bring them out in the ring. But now it's like, I'm just a little concerned of, like... Are we just going to get him, like, tormenting somebody next week and he's already debuting in and we're going to forget, like, oh, he'll be on, if he's on fucking Super Showdown at oh wrestling my match, God. I'd be pissed. I would be fucking pissed. That might That happen. would be horrifying. That will probably happen. Horrifying. You know what? If they want to do something at the Super Showdown with him, that's where you could do the sweater braid just, like, comes out and does a Firefly Funhouse from, like, the screen. Or from the top taped. of the ramp. Taped. Well, that would be better. That'd but be I could, taped. if they want to do something stupid and actually put him out there, that's the only way I'll accept it. I don't want to see Mask. I don't want to see him attack anybody. I want maybe just to come out and say, like, hello, my Firefly. Like, just do, a, like, almost like an on-air promo just for that Saudi Arabia live crowd. I would take that. Oh, my God. I can't believe that you even just said that. But they're probably going to do that. Yep. My whole day's ruined. Yep. WrestleMania 35. With a whimper. With an absolute whimper to the waiter from Friday's. Haha, everyone says it. Uh, Baron Corbin. And since Baron Corbin, just to put a little pin on that, Baron Corbin is a nothing since WrestleMania. Stud whatever. I don't care about it being a stud. All he's done is main evented Raw every single week and crappy tag team matches. Well, that's what... If you go back, I said this probably four years ago now. I would say over well over 50% of Raw main events are tag teams comprised of non-tag teams. And you know, and there is there is a crazy stat. I remember this, we were talking about this, and I think it was Obsessed with Wrestling, one of those websites. There has only been like five, what is it? I don't want to say a bad number. We'll just say under like 50, and that's one year's worth just about. Under 50 Raw, like final segments being a one-on-one match. Like in the last 15 years. 50? 50. I'm even shocked it's that high. It must like, have been from the attitude. He's a lot. No, but there's some here and there. But most of the time, it usually ends on some sort of promo segment, or there was a match, and you think, oh, that's it. Then there's something else that happens out. Like the actual end thing is like a one-on-one outcome, or even just a one-on-one match. So the Velveteen Dream challenged. Well, him and Tyler Breeze went back and forth. I haven't watched. Yes, that on NXT. NXT. Excellent. Uh, Good did stuff. They, did they have the match? No, they're what? probably going to do. I'm guessing. Just total guess will be at the. NXT 25, which is a week from Saturday. Oh, so they had a promo involving two people that didn't have to fight in some sort of fucking moshed tag team. No, NXT right? never does that. NXT no, never does that. And it's also one hour programming, but they never do the we're going to fight tonight type of thing. But you have enough people where you can make three one hour shows. And I think that they need to look at Raw from a, a different... Little, yeah. So, but Baron Corbin continues to be in the main event, so I guess that's the rub Kurt Angle gave him. So we, uh, you know, once this happened, it took us taking us a few weeks, but we said we got to look at Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle might go down as a top five wrestler I think of is. all time, R- whether he's on my list or your list. Just one of those guys, like in that Ric Flair category, like top ten, no doubt, yes. arguably top, top five. five because of he's the he's a he, I don't know what the we can name the tools, but great on the mic, yep, great in the ring, yep. Um, charisma, charisma, funny, yep. good bad guy, good good guy, could do it all. Versatile, yeah, he's he really real, do it all. I don't think there's a thing he can't do in wrestling aside from the latter in his career being a general manager, which we'll we'll get to here. Oh, but, uh, but he also does not say the company name. WWE, not many. It's tough for old people. It's tough for me, and I'm old. But I really think if I were to say his best aspect is his wrestling. But I don't know. I think his best aspect is actually just his flat out entertainment. Yes, like with all the stuff with Edge for a while, with the, where you suck started from. Like he was a really gripping heel too, with like Stone Cold. I know we talked about Stone Cold. Best from those years when he debuted to about two thousand, I don't even mean, like eight maybe. No, I don't well, think he was. He was gone before that. When did, when did he leave he WWE? Two thousand five. Somewhere, you know. Let me get the actual fact. It might be. Um, but yeah, he was just like. Uh, when, I lost track of him after that, but that run that he, he had, went to TNA. he might have the greatest first three years ever. He had definitely is arguable, arguably the first best single year in WWE history. So he was there from till 2000 and, oh, eh, no, that was TNA. He, 2006. He 2006. departed in 2006. So 1999 to 2006. That's a long run. That's of, good. Of that's a normal, you know what's funny? That's a normal wrestling run. We are just living this time now where these guys last forever. Like, forever. 
Like, John Cena's been... And this is respectful to John Cena, but there's other guys, like, you wouldn't even, like... Stone even, Cold's run was five good years, yeah, maybe it was four. Two, it was 1996, let's say, to 2001. But he was really only really popular from, like, 97. Well, he won that King of the Ring in 96. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So I'm going to yeah, go from yeah. that King of the Ring in 96 to 2001, like, even by, like, WrestleMania 17. Like, he, that was really... Yeah. You know, because that after he that was, was in really and out weird. of there, yeah. And it was just a weird run after that when he was a heel. It was weird. The alliance stuff was weird for him. And then all the stuff with the NWO was just you didn't want to see him for Scott Hall, and that's what you got. Then he quit the company a few months later, and then he came but back. But going to that, people who can sell stunners. Oh, oh, Scott Hall, yeah. Scott Hall, killer stunner. So we're gonna go through the best and worst of Kurt Angle. We'll do our five worst first. I'll give you. Oh, my, all right. Yeah, we're gonna go worst. I'm gonna end it on positive. The first one for me. Number one, my number five worst was the tough enough competition where Daniel Pewter almost took out Kurt Angle. He you did. Remember? Yeah, well, he, he got lucky. He could have broke his arm yeah. right there live on tell. Well, it was taped at the time, but they it, spun him into a pin and the yeah, guy counted him out quick. Da- Charles Robinson saved his life. So the story is uh, there was a competition, tough enough, kind of like with the Diva Search with Ash and Masaro one. They did tough enough. Daniel Pewter was an actual like MMA fighter and he was a part of this. And Kurt Angle said, Does anybody think they can get in the ring with me? Well, he had already mm-hmm. fought somebody yes. before that. And, and he said, I could beat any of you. Yeah. So and, well, he beat one guy real quick. And then Daniel Pruda got in the ring and, and put him in a triangle, I think. Yeah, put him in the triangle. And or an arm bar or something. Yeah, I think whatever the arm... He was going to break his arm. His arm was about to be snapped, like what Brock Lesnar does, whatever that move is called. The Kimura and Lock. Something, right? yes. So he had him in that. Or just the and, fucking move that fucking what's-her-name does. Um, Ronda Rousey? Yeah. Yeah, so he has her in that. He has Kurt Angle in it. And luckily, Charles Robinson, the ref, just does a quick one... Like, to tap out, because he notices that Kurt Angle's in trouble here. So, Pewter's shoulder's, like, half down. It's like a WWE pin now. Like some and, joke. And P- Pewter gets pissed. And then backstage, I guess this became, like, a huge deal. Kurt Angle went crazy. And Pewter ended up winning that competition. And you'll ne- you couldn't I couldn't tell you one match he was ever in WWE. Was he the guy who came in during the Royal Rumble and they chopped the shit out of him? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so there's the one match I think he was actually yeah. in. I don't think there was another match. Like, Holly and Benoit took care of him, we'll say. Go back and watch that. That was fun. That poor guy got I think that's like the 04 uh, Rumble. So what is your number uh, five worst? I mean, we can just throw out my number three because it's the well, same the, thing. Well, you can, okay, so that's yeah. your, we'll go with that's your number five. Because so. yeah. <laughs> um, I think we have almost the exact same. Just in different orders? Yeah. All right, so let, well, I'll go through five. Because we'll, he wasn't we'll, that we'll, bad. He only has a fu- few bad moments. I think you have one different than me. So I will say my one of my other worst was his heel turn after Survivor Series 2001. This was a younger Jason Rossi's, like, kayfabe is dead, angry moment. Oh, kayfabe. But, like, he, I was so upset. So the quick story of this, this is the whole alliance, the what should have been called, you know, it started off as the invasion. So Survivor Series 2001, you had Team Alliance versus Team WWE for the who was going to control the company? Was it going to be the Alliance or was it going to be WWE? Current Angle interferes to win WWE the match. The Rock pins Stone Cold. It is over. We're off to the races. WWE wins. Vince McMahon is that famous, rips his jacket off, puts his hands in the air like Vince Lombardi, and WWE wins. The next night on Raw, Current Angle, who saved WWE's ass and turned on the Alliance, comes out and is turned into a heel. And Stone Cold turned into a face. That's where the switch happened. Yeah, that was weird. That was, was a, that was really the bad. opposite of the Bret Hart. Stone Cold. Stone Cold yeah, it was like rever- and it made no sense. Like Kurt Angle saved their ass. If it wasn't for Kurt Angle, Paul Heyman, Shane, and Stephanie would be running with the Alliance, and there'd be no WWE storyline wise. I'm gonna guess Bruce Pritchard was in creative during that point. He may have been. Um, so we can go to mine because the only yeah. one I have different is uh, his run as GM. So which GM? This one or the last time? Because he had two both. runs. Yeah, he's pretty bad both times. He's a bad GM. And, and it sullies, like, for people who didn't really get to grow up with him, if you're a younger wrestling fan, you probably think of Kurt Angle as a doddering fool. But he was probably one of the best guys on the mic in the Attitude Era. And that is, that is the best time of talkers maybe ever in the history of professional wrestling. He just... Well, outside of he, now, of course. He he just took such a toll physically. He probably has a bunch of concussions. Well, he had a lot of drug issues, especially this first run when he used to wear those like mock turtleneck green sweater t-shirts. A really weird look, dude. He looked like he was forty back then. Because he always had kind of a weird. He would he would like you know well, he mumbles. A he, yeah, he mob, uh, mush mouth, but yeah. he was still just witty and quick and funny. But he didn't really have that. A GM that's a baby face is also almost impossible to pull off. Plus the fact, you don't need a GM in wrestling. That never made sense. Make him a president. 
Make him Jack Tunney. But that's just, you know, you might as well just fucking make anybody Jack Tunney. The point is, you can't have a babyface GM. You shouldn't even have a GM. Well, but if they do, they got to be a heel. because Or you just have a straight and narrow. Like, if you ever watch like NXT again, to give credit, like, William, William Regal's technically like a face, but he, he does, he goes right down the middle. Yeah. He'll talk to the heels the He's same way Jack Tunney, but a little yes. bit tougher. Yes. And more present. But yeah, and with, with Kurt Angle, especially back then, he was just so rough because you wanted to see him wrestle one. We didn't know how hurt he was at the time. And then second, you're like, wait a minute. So he's coming out and he's talking nonsense sometimes. It was just, it was set up for and he failure. And he would lead the show a lot of times. Yes, and do longer. Because that was the era of like Triple H uh, doing long promos. Uh. And so Kurt Angle's then on SmackDown when they do the brand split. He's doing long promos and it's like, He's really good on the mic. We already said. It's Not five anymore. Tool, but th- during that time, especially in his latest run as GM, embarrassing. Like, I feel bad. These are the moments where I start to feel bad for these people because they are so much better than what they're given. And I think it's a, it's the same thing where you know what worked. They're afraid to try something new. They're like, Kurt Angle is a guy we know people love. We can just throw him out there. We'll get the You Suck chant, and that'll get the crowd at least a little bit hot. And then from there... Classic Raw, 25-minute promo to kick off the show, and then here we go. We killed one-sixth of the show. Yeah. I think that's how they look at it. They're like, if we have a 30-minute <laughs> promo now, in like top, three hours, that'll kill one-sixth of what we have to do. Then we'll stick Alexa Bliss out there for a segment that's terrible. This might have been her best it. moment of Bliss, though. Even uh, if it's bad, yeah, though. Like, honestly, how bad have the other ones been? The this worst. one at least kind of like set up something. It was good. Becky Lynch was also there, so that helps. And, uh, you know, Billy and Peyton. Iconic. Um, uh, yeah, they're, they're always good. So then you had the WCW run, EC, sorry, ECW run we had on here. This was just bizarre. So I mean, Kurt the Angle, fact that they made ECW its own brand was terrible. Yeah, it didn't work out. That was we, the only real great CM things Punk. we got was CM Punk, and who we both, especially early on, were big on. So ECW, he got drafted there, and it was really the death nail for Kurt Angle. So we didn't know, but behind the scenes, WWE noticed a lot of the issues with Kurt Angle. Didn't want to have him on the road the same way. We didn't know that till much later. They put him on ECW, and it was like the guy who was just left out to pasture because he was the only one there fighting vampires and and oh, then like I remember watered, that guy. Yeah, I liked the, uh, the Kevin Thorne, the oh, vampire yeah. guy. The vampire guy was Kevin. Was Thorne. that when he had the the hot like little yes, sidekick uh, too? Ariel. Oh, yeah, I believe. Yeah, Oof, she was. She had it going on. Um, but this was just a very Kevin forgettable. Thorne. Very forgettable run, and that's where he just went off and then eventually was released. We didn't, again, know all the pills. Went to TNA, though, and was still a stud in the ring. Yeah, it was the one guy that I, if I read TNA, if this all happened now, I'd pay so much more, not because of the product, but just TNA had such star quality then. I just was just so WWE that I never even looked. Like, now I watch, like, a New Japan show when I can, Ring of Honor when I can, um, even occasionally TNA now, Impact, which is odd. Uh, Go and check out the Rockstar Spud. I'll just make it my match of the pod right now. Whoa, um, whoa, whoa. I'll figure out another one. Well, you got Kurt Angle. Save that yeah, for the yeah, next yeah. one. No, but no, but uh, you, it, this is two, two semi, semi uh, match. Uh, Rockstar Spud, who is Drake Maverick now. Yes. Who is actually... Making the 24th, he's doing everything oh, he can. Oh, see, there you go. He's, There's a guy. he's trying to put it on his back on the internet, which is fine if that's what this turns into. This should be like the, you remember the Michael Cole show? Yeah, like with the, JBL. The JBL and Cole show. Maybe make that the 24-7 belt and just don't even have it on TV. Yeah, the internet title. The, yeah, that's what would be or great. Or the WWE Network title. Yeah, sure. And like, you could pop it on anytime and guess what? It's going on. You never live. know. Yeah. That would be something, at least for me, and like you would hide these guys from the main audience. But my point being, him and Kurt Angle, go and watch that match studs both yeah. of them just absolute phenomenal wrestlers especially TNA's, a lot of his tna stuff was so great cool. him and samoa joe had crazy battles if you go back and watch him and aj styles holy They're great smokes. wrestlers like it's just especially kurt angle at that time yeah it's just it, it was just such a tough run with ecw then we also have um i already the last match was already online uh what other one do we have just the, the one so now we're basically i guess is our number one we both put this at our number one the jason jordan storyline two things one <laughs> what was the uh, family guy thing? Which one? Uh, where they did the My Black Dad or My Black oh Son. Oh, my God. My, my Black Son, won't you come? Oh, no. That was, no, that was yeah, somebody yeah, else yeah, doing yeah. it. That was the... Uh, my I know Black Son, about. My Black Son. Yeah. It was like a an 80s comedy feel yes, to it. Sorry. But what was the My Black Son Black Hole something? Was they, that somebody, we, we found that on YouTube. Yeah, somebody probably night. did that. But <laughs> it's terrible. And you had the guy, Taylor Made, to be his son already in the in in the farm. His tag team partner, 
Chad Gable, who is a mini Kurt Angle. He looks like Kurt it Angle. It was like too He's obvious. A, That's what they knew. But, but no, that I know. works. That works. I know. Sometimes oh, man, the most you could like have when, launched him. Like the hardcore title is too obvious. And maybe you do it. Maybe yeah, you just sometimes do the it. obvious decision is the right decision. So this one, the the credit I'll give them, I do enjoy a nice like quote unquote mystery story or like intrigued yeah. to see what to, what's oh, going to happen next. So they did this for like a good six, seven weeks, maybe two, maybe over two months. He was getting phone calls. That in the back. stuff was good. And then just the payoff, even when Jason Jordan became his son, this wasn't even my issue right away it just it never took off i understand jason jordan got injured yeah, yeah, yeah. but you you can't but like they never went back to it they've only joked about it once or twice and it is as if like we watched two months of actually somewhat interesting story for it to end with him having a son that his family didn't know about his issues now he has with his wife nothing the thing with this storyline is it would have been great if it wasn't jason jordan or it wasn't kurt angle if one of the guys mm. in the storyline could actually do it on the mic could actually just get it over because Kurt Angle couldn't get it over at that point and Jason Jordan has no mic skills yeah Jason Jordan was forced so into another bad position don't forget he was also this is when Dean Ambrose got hurt so he's a tag team champion with, with Seth, Seth Rollins. Rollins like that is so bad if you ever look you want to have a real laugh next time you're dropping a dooski you probably listen that's why you're taking a dump but when you're next time and you just go Google search just look at the WWE Tag team championship like lineage. Oh, it's terrible! They give it ten to years. Everybody. Look at the random combos. It's that are the in there. I'm gonna give this belt to this guy and hope he gets over with it. Which you don't because or, that's how you don't make a title. We're trying valuable. to get Seth Rollins is over with the fans. We know they like him. Let's put Jason Jordan with him. Eventually break them up so Jason Jordan fights him. Then Jason Jordan got hurt. Like everybody who had those titles was getting hurt. Just bad rush stories with no end in sight. I'm sure they wanted to do a Kurt Angle, Jason Jordan, probably farewell match. Yeah. Like and maybe last year, but never got They've there. They've had a couple of good gimmick ideas over the years. And, oh, of course. Uh, make what's his name great again? Oh, uh, Darren Young. Darren Young, and I love Darren Young. He was a good wrestler. The primetime players, great theme song, but he was not the guy to give that to. Like, give that to Bo Dallas because Bo Dallas was great. He would be able. That's a guy I can look at and be like, he's going to get this thing over. And he, he also had the whole bowl leave. You can bowl. Like, there was so much. There. there was a way to make that great again. There was a way to make this Jason Jordan storyline work. If you had given it to... Dude, if you gave it to the fucking Velveteen Dream, he would have well, got that shit over. before his time, but... He, I, but what, what I'm saying is, yes. if you found somebody of that caliber at the time, even like Johnny Gargano right. would have been able to get this But over. I still even think, just looking at your main roster, you want to push a guy. Like I said, Chad Gable could have been that guy. You know what happened, right? They, the internet, everyone's like, oh, it's going to be Chad Gable. It's going to be Chad Gable. Or if they, it's going to be something with Chad Gable. It's like, no, nope, we're going to swerve him. You don't swerve people when it doesn't... when the when the even the outcome best outcome of it isn't as good as what the best outcome of they're the actual purposely trying to like make like insult you that's my, like they're that so, that is just ridiculous those are the worst part of Kurt Angle's yeah I thought I'd even talking that long because he's so good he is so now let's get into the best well sorry why don't you go with your number five what I, oh the Shane King of the Ring 01 oh what a the, this, these are all match of the pods if we have a match <laughs> on here well, like just watch a lot of Kurt Angle because it's great but this was the one where this was actually I went back and watched this it is vicious see the funny thing too is this storyline is only a few months after Vince and Shane at Wrestlemania 17 also Kurt Angle Wrestlemania 17 I think the forgotten position against Kane I don't even I remember believe. that one yeah. I believe I might be wrong uh, no Kane was in the triple threat um, hardcore match who did Kurt Angle fight at Wrestlemania 17 I'm not gonna remember off the top of my head so anyways but like this is a few months after was that. Michaels no Shawn Michaels oh, was yeah, back in until 19. Was he? Oh, it might have been Benoit. It was Benoit versus Angle, and it was like the... the but that's not their best match. That's Royal Rumble 3. Yeah, oh, that title match one. Yeah. Anyways, but these guys put on a clinic here, and this was like... This was the Shane famous, McMahon. he threw him up against the thing, it didn't, it didn't break. break three times. And then he does it again. Yeah, twice, then finally gets through. The other one doesn't break, then gets him through. And that's Shane McMahon being a psychopath. This is good Shane McMahon, 18 years ago. Yes, saying, and he's still wrestling today, yeah, doing the know. same shit. And he's like a main eventer now. The main event. He's, he's the best in the world if you didn't hear. But this was just excellent stuff. This feud, I don't really, couldn't tell you one thing about the feud, but the match, excellent. There's like it a stands four, out. I think there's a four minute cut of it on YouTube. Go and watch it. It's fucking great. It's really good. So for me, the just the whole you suck theme, like the whole, it was the Patriots theme. So in 1997, there was a wrestler called the Patriot because Bret Hart was getting this angle over where he was good in Canada, bad in America. They bring in the Patriot with Dell something, I can't remember his real name. Well, and I don't think it was Will Dems. Uh, <laughs> so, was he a kick returner for the I, Patriots? No, uh, was that Will Dems? Uh, yeah, the track runner. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so he um, had the theme song that became Kurt Angle's. But then when the fans, when Edge made the "You suck," he had like the arrow pointing at him. 
That was outstanding. Like, that is so funny even to this day. This is something I would show to wrestling, like a non-wrestling fan. I would go, watch Kurt Angle come out. Like, now. They are chanting, you suck. And it's a term of the endearment. absolute most endearment you it's can get. It's just pointing. <laughs> and, and it's just one of those things in wrestling that is so unique to wrestling. It's not going to be found pretty much anywhere else. It's like an inside joke with your friends. And you can have it with a whole stadium full of people and a guy. Yeah, it's I, there's nothing more I can say. What a great theme song! What a perfect encapsulation theme song for him. It's American driven. Oh, it sounds American. He's an American that's a great hero. Theme. And the crowd, any theme that gets a crowd interacting with you is like a money. So that's another just uh, going back to a five to a player that that adds into it. Oh yeah, music hits. You want to stand up and you want to scream something. From the moment he comes out, you're you're in. Interesting. Oh my lord! And they just use. Oh, it's great. He is. He sucks in all the best way. And John Cena is on that level now because the last time he came out, John Cena, so like that like it's a, it's almost endearing now. Like yes. the fans are doing it because he like it's it's not as we don't want you anymore. It's, it's we're engaging with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. We're a part of it. We're not laughing at you. We're laughing with yes. you at this point. And your number four, pretty kind of similar. Uh, I don't know what the three is. Three? Billy likes all right. I, we, we made this a long yeah, time ago. Was. But basically, it's the same thing. You were in the you were in the category with me. With oh, the these. three eyes. Oh, the I three eyes. Oh, yeah. Integrity, yeah. intelligence, intensity. Inte- oh, man, I forget all about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, it, like I thought I had a the typo. Three is. The three is. The three is. I was like, what the fuck is that? No, the three eyes. It was great. It was one. Of, I think it was his first real big gimmick. Yeah, that was like when he debuted. He, and he got it over. Yeah, he debuted against Sean Stasiak. Oh. Later on, it was meat. But that match. was an incredible way to launch a character. He believed it. Like, he's the perfect heel because he really thought what he was... It was the Hulk Hogan, basically. Yeah. Say your prayers, eat your vitamins, all that crap. But he was doing it from the point of, like, I'm better than everybody. I'm going to look arrogance. the gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's so... It was, it, it was like, the arrogance from uh, Rick the Model Martel. Seriously. It was just how to be a good heel, 101, have a catchphrase, get it over. And it, it wasn't to the point where it's, like, overused, like the Paul Heyman thing now. I fucking hate the Paul thing. Hi, uh, my name is Paul. He's, he's got to... Yeah, but he's got he's to fucking bury it up a little. And I love Paul Heyman. Well, this he's, week, I think he did a decent job. Because yeah. he has something new to talk about. Yes. <laughs> Jesus. Um, for me, uh, my number four was the WrestleMania 20 match versus Eddie Guerrero. So this is like one of those runs was, I think I've talked about this before, underappreciated. Like that whole Eddie Guerrero win the title. People talk about like this like, crazy moment. I remember like, I was still a big fan, but I was like, Eddie Guerrero beating Brock. Like even the match being set up, I'm like, are you really going to have him beat Brock? Like, I was Eddie never one of those guys. I, I was because I just like, I was like, Brock was this like awesome like heel. And this was when the like dirt sheets were on like everyone had the internet so you could read that he was going to leave so I I knew Eddie Guerrero was going to win but like was he really so the match ended up coming out of this though Eddie Guerrero Kurt Angle Wrestlemania 20 like a Wrestlemania that people will remember for many reasons good and bad but this is a marquee the 20 year anniversary you have one of the best pure wrestling matches and a great finish where Eddie Guerrero unties his shoe while Kurt Angle goes to give him the angle lock ankle lock whatever he called it at the time Eddie Guerrero sneaks out of it small roll up small package gets the win another guy who's probably maybe one of the best five tool players of all time Eddie Guerrero on the mic might have not not been as great yeah but but he could still deliver a promo well he was also super fun like he he wasn't a great promo guy out of nowhere China that's where it became he he, he was great he was one of the guys that you know he Eddie Guerrero if you watch like WCW 96 is just a fun like cruiserweight to watch his body completely transforms and unfortunately probably led to a lot of the I don't know. Go back life. and watch my favorite match ever with him and Mysterio. He's juiced up. To yeah, fucking... but he's not the thickness oh, yeah, his is. body became. No, not well, not like he did when he had short hair. Yeah, when so, he was short hair, he was huge. So the the thing with Eddie Guerrero though, he's one of the biggest beneficiaries of going to WWE and getting fired by WWE and then returning months later because they were worried about him. That and I just his like WWE does characters right, whether we like it or not. No, they don't. If, Maybe at that time. if it hits. I know it sounds like that's really uh, handicapping it, but you if you hit a character right in WWE... 50% of the time, it works every time? Yeah, it's more like 10% of the time. Yeah. But Eddie Guerrero is one of those guys, like, if he stayed in WCW, or even if he came to WWE and was just, like, a foreign menace or, like, a cruiserweight, never would have got to that level. He, everything he was given, he turned into gold. Like, everything. The China storyline. The stuff with Chavo. Like being, you know, lie, cheat, and steal. Like that stuff became huge. He knew how to get every little thing that he was given over. And he he's incredible. And this was 
I mean, anytime you put two people like that together, who, and this is the other thing, like, you go back and watch this match, you go back, and I don't think either one of us have the 0-3-1 with Kurt Angle on here, uh, with no, uh, Chris Benoit, but when you watch those matches, when they're grappling with each other for a hold or something, they're, like, fighting, they're hitting each other, they're trying to get each other off, it's like what you would do in a fight, it looks like you're watching a real competition, and they make it special, like, Anything with Kurt Angle and, like, one of those level guys is insane. No, I agree with you. So then your uh, number three, speaking about Guerrero, I mean, sorry, about Chris Benoit. Oh, I should have put the 03 Royal Rumble Well, you one. could really split them probably because this was this a match one, we just no, a few minutes ago couldn't remember. But yes. this probably, this was the WrestleMania 17, but you want to go Royal Rumble. Yes, because I think that's the one. I watched one of them today, and I think it was the Royal Rumble one from 03. That was the best one. Like, that was the one where I was, like, just saying, like, when they're going for the ankle lock, when they're going for the sharpshooter, when they're going for all of those moves, they are fighting, like, absolute freaks to get out of it and to move around. And those guys do the thing where they go hard into the corner. They sell every little move. Their punches are good. Everything makes sense. There's no wasted motion. And those guys are really good. Like, the whole grappling thing. So, a lot of wrestling now, like, you see a lot of this, like, 35... 40 seconds into the match they do like a grapple they'll do like a flip over they get into the they do like these a pirouette guys, routine yeah these guys made it feel real authentic in, in, in like they were actually like warming themselves up for something bigger but now it just seems like it's part of it yeah and it's I, a it's a I remember I think I was with you at the NXT show in Lowell yep. or wherever it was not Lowell though the other one we went to that was in like the Aganis Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Against Arena. It was Ember Moon and, like, Oscar were facing for, like, the first time. Yes. And I was like, they're going to have them do the double dropkick spot. And, and I was like, they did the double dropkick spot. And, like, it's to show that they're even. These guys went out and showed that they were even without doing, like... A pause. With Yeah, without doing a pause, without doing, like, the, here's how we're going to show you we're even. We're going to do the thing that everybody does to show yeah. you we're even. No, we're just going to go out and make the first two minutes of this match a fucking grip hellish... You. Yeah. Grip you, so then, because we're only going to get you. 15, 20 minutes on this, or even 15 minutes on this card, and we'll go from there. See, I, I agree with you. Great match. Definitely go back and watch. As you said, a lot of these are matches of the pod. For me, my number three is the milk truck, the oh, yeah. hydrogenated stuff. JR is great in commentary. It was the August 20th, 2001. This is during the Alliance time when he comes out Stone Cold, Stephanie, Shane, Heyman, all the other jobbers that weren't good from WCW and ECW. He's just spraying them down with the milk. Just excellent Fun, fun stuff. And then at the end where he gets the two milk trucks oh, yeah. on top of a milk truck and pours it down. See, awesome. this to me is where you, it's okay to go to the well again because it's completely like it's the same idea, but they put a good different spin on it. And he was doing it against Stone Cold. Yeah. Stone Cold did the bear truck three beautiful. years, two years earlier. That's how you do stuff like that. I, I mean, I'm a wrestling fan. I want this kind of. That's entertainment to that. Yeah, I, you've got my money. I'm invested. Do stuff like this. Like this is stuff you're not going to see today only for, well, maybe some guys, but this would be great for someone throwing random like an Ali to have not this but a moment like this that but he could do something but they were doing stuff like this with Braun Strowman like two years ago they were yes. giving him the ridiculous spots backstage and they did Flipping it like a couple times recently but it was it's just not it, the same no they you have a certain window to do it then just get him over yeah they were building to these other things yeah uh, so you're number two I mean, the the next two are non-wrestling related for me, but I mean, the rap battle with John Cena, oh. him and, like, he was just electric on the mic. His sideways cap oh, is hilarious. So good. Another one you could throw in is when he had the, um, the, the wrestling gear on his head with the, with the wig. Oh, and he had his head shaved oh, by Edge. Oh my God. And he would refuse to, like, reveal it. And he was probably at the time. I even I don't even think it's debatable. At the time, he was the best in ring performer. Not oh, to yeah. mention, he was the best in ring performer. Eh, I mean, Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero were around, but he was the best in ring. I think performer he's better than Eddie Guerrero personally, but, but one of arguably the best in the company and in the world. And he had never professionally wrestled. And I forget who Bruce Pritchard said he went to school with. Maybe it was Sean Stasiak came up at the same time, Maybe. where like he comes from a, a wrestling family, and they brought him into the camp. And within like twenty minutes, he was taking perfect flatback bumps. And the kid who's parents weren't wrestling his whole life was Couldn't not it. even near as good just he's just an, it's like ronda rousey he just took to it so naturally so, he took to the entertainment part so natural well that's the thing like i remember he was thinking about coming into wrestling like in 97 i think it was originally they had a meeting he's like well i could never lose yeah because i'm like a real wrestler and that was the whole thing and then he comes out and then like you have your number two is him rap battling with john cena like to think of a guy four years before five years before this maybe six years at most he said, I can't lose a wrestling match. Six years later, he's rap battling with John Cena, and it's memorable. He's getting 13, his head shaved years. bald with yes. a, the... Having he, a fake... Having basically a piece on his head yeah. with a wrestling gear to hold it on. 
Like, this guy... He knew how to entertain a crowd. He really did, and I thought I agree with you. Those rap battles, some of the funniest stuff. For me, number two, also in the same type of category, I'm, this was such a time for me. I loved all this. The singing stuff with Stone Cold for Vince uh, McMahon's yeah, affection. I'm not a big guy. Uh, but yeah. the Kurt Angle side of it, even if you don't like Stone Cold, Kurt Angle, Kurt Angle with up. the little deputy hat, like how... Stone Cold was the sheriff. He was like the deputy. He was hugging Vince McMahon after Stone Cold would. He was always up Vince's butt. To, he was doing it for a different purpose. Stone Cold was just bizarre. Er, Angle just wanted to like get over with Vince to be close to the boss. So it was like, there's a kiss ass like like Kurt he Angle everywhere in the world. Oh yeah, in every job, 100%. something that just kisses the boss. And ass. he did it well. I, my problem with this was only ever Stone Cold with like the bro humor. It's just like that. You're not funny. You're really not. So that was my number two. So with your number one. Uh, to me, this is one of the greatest comedy spots in wrestling history. His feud with HBK. They mm. had a couple of great matches along the way. But him bringing out Sensational Sherry and doing the God sexy Kurt. Oh, my God. The entrance it, was perfect. The spins were perfect. And then the I'm just a sexy Kurt. I make your ankle hurt. I got gold medals. Like the whole song. Everything about it was perfect. He had Sherry doing the... Oh, He's wearing oh, the chaps oh. and his body movements. Like, he's just uh, letting down to a T. He was great. He was he, perfect. And what a, like, it's just, sometimes I really do, like, kick myself for not having that next level of, like, remembering things in this. Like, I was very in and out during this time. But, like, Kurt Angle, HBK feud? Like, are you kidding me? I, I remember the match, but I don't remember the match. If they had, sense. I think their best match out of all of them might have been, there was a 30-minute Iron Man match on Raw. Raw. It was really good. But, like, to me, that match right there that we're talking about, like, that wasn't leading to a run. That was a pay-per-view and I couldn't even... It was like a judgment day or something. And it's just that kills me sometimes because I can remember everything that's happened in the last like five years. No problem. Like the back man. I can remember things from WrestleMania 15 to like 19. No problem. Well, this, no, this is after that. I can remember all that. But there's that in-between where everything's just like a little hazy. See what happens then the thing with me... It's also by the brand split. Yes, but the problem with me and I always do this and I'm sure people hate it. You hate it. I relate it back to today's wrestling, but you can see it with these characters that they had so much equity built in because they built these characters for so long. Oh, yeah. Shawn Michaels had a valet. He had Marty Jannetty, who Kurt Angle is picking off all the way. Like, they let him have a really long entrance and Kurt Angle learned every little bit of it. Like, he had his own... Like, he was a character. There's so much equity built in there that you can pick apart it when you you have to develop characters in order for people to care and then for them to be teared down. To be mocked and to be... Yes, it, 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 it really is true. And this is also... These guys also all built built up through like having a really solid low card like low mid card so you know these guys need to get these guys over here yeah. and it's like now it's also like wrestling fans have changed a lot too we have a higher expectation of everything but yeah at the end of the day the Kurt Angle Kurt Angle uh, HBK stuff that's a great call I didn't even have it on mine I totally forgot about that just the sexy Kurt and then for make me your ankle hurt. one of the best matches of all times one of the best Wrestlemania main events by far Kurt Angle Brock Lesnar Wrestlemania 19 two guys who just go out there and try to earn everything they were not think about the succession of main events before that you had the Triple H's the Jericho's you had The Rock Stone Cold Triple H in other forms you had Shawn Michaels like all these main event guys that are like a very established brands and then you had Kurt the, at least one of them and then there's gonna be a Kurt Angle Brock Lesnar getting the, the main one event where Kurt Angle they didn't think could even like participate yeah in he it. was like he, they, leading up they had a match on Smackdown a few weeks before because he was injured his broke brother his had neck. to save him yep they did a lot of storylines and then this is when Brock Lesnar does the the five star fox splash, which I think I can't no, remember the, if that's the shooting star press. shooting star press. Sorry, I don't remember if this is still on the network or not. If they edited that out too, I think this might still be on there because nothing happened. But he, honestly, a regular man, that's me or you, dead. Dead. Well, he's at a, least neck. Both broken. of them have the biggest traps in the history of wrestling. Like, honestly, they both have no neck. Oh my god, Angle now literally has no neck. Is just very little lulls, action packed in a crowd that is like thirsty, hungry to see. What happens here? And this is Brock Lesnar's I mean, second coronation as champion. And Brock Lesnar, even today, when he wants to go, he fucking goes. Oh, yeah. But back then, he is a great wrestler. Yeah, this was prove it, Brock. This was yeah, like only his first year in the company. This is the the end of his first year in the entire WWE. And like, what just an incredible, incredible, second year, should I say, incredible run. Like, just Brock Lesnar, awesome with Kurt Angle. So, one other thing, and I yeah. don't even know what this was from, but, uh, if you can find it, I forget what, you can probably Google it real quick, but the angle salt off the top of the cage. Oh, versus Benoit. Was that I Benoit? Believe, I think so. I mean, that is just for him, and I think he, he was like older at the time. It's one of those, um, It's like it says right there, it's 
legit death defying. Like why? Like I think afterwards Vince thanked him for it and then said, "Please don't ever do that again." We're watching it right now. So if so you want. Kurt, it's classic clips. WWE Kurt Angle moves on off the steel cage and it is Chris Benoit in there. Is this just a raw? Yeah, it was a raw. That raw was crazy. Man. And his oh, it's so oh, bad. and he moved and, oh, and, and, and well, landed on nothing. He, yeah, you can't really take. But that, that was right. and I think Charlotte Flair does the prettiest one. That was like it looked yes. like Charlotte Flair. So it was it fucking does. amazing. I came here after watching what culture video. Well, f you. Um, I shouldn't read that one. So anyway, so that that will wrap up our best and worst of Kurt Angle. We did uh, throw some tweets out. If you have any, you know, your thoughts, tweet at us at Jason D Rossi at Billy D twenty four eleven. So one we got him versus Benoit Rumble oh. Three yeah. from uh, Dommy Fe- Feeds. He he said that. And then we also got Adam Chambers tweeted, best Kurt Angle versus Shawn Michaels agreed with you. Worst, Kurt Angle versus Booker T. I don't which even remember that. I don't either. So that just got to prove, like, Kurt Angle is one of those guys. He had so many different things going on. And so. those are two of my favorite guys ever and two great entertainers as well. So. And two guys that you thought would have worked out. Match of the pod. Match of the pod. All right, our match of the pod, we almost seem like we just gave you a plethora of options there. But for me, it's Kurt Angle, Jericho, Benoit, WrestleMania 2000. Kurt Angle shows up as the Euro or the yeah. Euro Continental our- Champ, however he combined it. And there was a two out of three falls. Just an excellent match, WrestleMania 2000. Not a, got a lot of redeeming qualities there, but that match, excellent. Go and watch it. Me, uh, I've said like seven you should go <laughs> check out. The Iron Man match on Raw, I think it was a half hour, half hour Iron Man match. But I'll tell you to go watch the Royal Rumble 03 one because I went back and watched that today. There's like a eight minute clip of it on YouTube. It's just pure good wrestling. It's what if you're gonna try to have, if you really want to get somebody going today. Like this is the way Dolph Ziggler and Kofi Kingston. I know they're a little bit different styles. This is how they should look at this match. You should you should force yourself. To do something a little bit different. Go to your style towards the end of the match, but go out and have just a crazy-ass match, like at Super Showdown. Like, make it worthwhile. Make it a little different. That'll do it for us. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, rate, review. Please comment anything. Get get some reviews on the old iTunes. If you're a Google Play person, you can review there as well. I, I don't think it's as public, but we'll still appreciate it very much. Uh, slide into Billy D's DMs, ladies. Tweet me if you have a good actu- acupuncturist. I heard I should go with a- Acupuncturist. Acupuncturist. Yeah. What about Backcracker? Maybe Backcracker. Backcracker, if he's made it all the way through here, tweet at Billy. You gotta know an acupuncturist, or should he come see you? Maybe get his back taken care of. Um, so yeah, acupuncturist at Billy D twenty four eleven. Just yeah. let him know. Slide in the know. DMs, or whatever. Is your DMs open like for requests? What does that mean? So like you can have like your DMs, so that like I have ones like so if people don't follow with me, they can still slide in my DMs. I can look at it and like accept or not. Literally, no one's ever slid in my DMs, so I don't know. Oh, but you got okay. That is a request. Then you have to slide, and like you can just say anything. Send a friend's nude for all I care. Just maybe not male genitalia, but you know I send it. You know what? We, we can all appreciate no, a good dick. You. All right, so. Um, <laughs> I'm at Jason D. Rossi. Thank you guys so much for tuning in again. Uh, upcoming pods, we're going to double or nothing. Can't believe this is already here. And next week, we have an NXT event, then Super Showdown. There's so many wrestling events. But double or nothing, we're going to do a preview of that. We'll kind of get you up to speed and all things going on with AEW. We're also going to get to our top 10 tag teams of all time coming up and ask us anything episode and plenty more. Uh, Billy, D, any parting words? Uso's number one. Frank says hi. <laughs>